You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and ten on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way in there. I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I ran him back to the <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show can also be seen playing and heard on the Martin Houston Radio Network. It is time for us to get things rolling on this Monday morning post-Alabama La Monroe as Alabama took care of business in expected fashion, 63 to 7. Uh, my predicted score was eh, 62. I figured we'd get a couple field goals. Uh, and uh, and then I said they would get either a field goal or a touchdown. And uh, they got an early touchdown, but then Alabama's defense tightened back up. Nick Saban taking credit uh, or responsibility for giving up that early Touchdown, but either way, the Alabama Crimson Tide took care of business against La Monroe, uh, the Hawkeyes. And hey, um, you, you want to hear from you today? Good, bad, ugly. Um, 
It is a, a, a very, very interesting morning as we roll things out coming off of this weekend. Got some things we want to get to in terms of, of course, you know, what you like to see with the Alabama Crimson Tide coming up on Vanderbilt. So we can break that down and we'll look at the good, bad, ugly, the best of uh, from the weekend. Just wanting to hear what you think were the best things you saw from this weekend. doesn't have to be the Alabama Crimson Tide. It can literally be uh, from anything you saw, the best play, uh, the, the best ending, um, the best team, any of that, any of that, we, we, we can get to it. So I want to invite you to get in on the conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show, reminding you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, and be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Interesting weekend um, as Alabama Crimson Tide uh, took care of business, as uh, I stated earlier. Um, as, as the game, you know, good, bad, ugly. I don't know if there's really uh, much ugly or much bad uh, in the in the game, but um, do you still have question marks in this team? Are you buying into the craziness of, of the college football world uh, as you watch what was happening throughout the weekend? Uh, teams expected to, to, to win and blow teams out, struggling and making their way back. Other teams just absolutely dominant. Um, is the Georgia, is Georgia Bulldogs as good as they appear? Uh, and, and, you know, if so, uh, how big a gap is there between Alabama and Georgia? And how big a gap is there between Georgia and the rest of the college world? So uh, it's an interesting, interesting conversations to be had. But uh, just overall, uh, from the weekend, we can you, you can pick anything you want to go with. What was your biggest takeaway uh, from this, this particular weekend? Uh, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is probably that Georgia right now, as of the end of week three, is the best team in the country. Um, the way they were able to dominate South Carolina and kind of put to bed that, oh, South Carolina might be back, kind of solidified that for me. Uh, they, they, they just play a complete game. Offensively, defensively, special teams, right now they're the team to beat. Yeah, and, 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 and I, you know, and I, Curtis Lewis saying you can't answer many questions with cupcakes. I, I, I think I like the whole start the game with a good opponent, season with a good opponent, uh, the way Nick Saban has approached because I really don't know if this Alabama team's good or not. Um, it, it appears to, <laughs> that we could be or we could be, you know, somewhere in between. Uh, and of course, now after Oregon's game with Georgia, uh, and then Oregon taking care of business yesterday, people now feel that hey, the Georgia team may be legit. But I don't know if they've really faced an offensive team or not. But I'm going to tell you one thing I've seen from watching Georgia uh, 
they have figured out how to call plays. They're, 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 I, I don't know if I've ever seen an offensive coordinator change this much. I've seen an offense change this much, but I don't know if I've ever seen an offensive coordinator change as much as uh, Georgia's offensive coordinator has changed uh, from one season to the next, especially one who is as old and immature as he is. But if you watch the Georgia game, they have the old school, we can run it physically, but we're going to run lateral. We're going to run straight at you. We're going to use our tight ends. Now, the question is, can you slow down their tight ends? Uh, but then, they, then they'll then they take the top off. They got a couple guys that'll throw it deep. And, and it, like him, love him, hate him, question him or not, Stetson Bennett playing at a, an extremely high, high level. I don't know if you saw where he – X, where he is uh, the uh, first player since uh, uh, Mahomey to uh, to have 250 plus passing yards and a rush touchdown in three straight games. So, uh, yeah, I, I did see that. And when you look at them, they look a lot like Alabama did probably mid, you know, 2014 through 2017, 2018. When you had a O.J. Howard and a Irv Smith at tight end, and you had wide receivers that could stretch it, but then you were turning around and you were handing it off to a Derrick Henry, a, a T.J. Yeldon, a, a Bo Scarborough, they they're able to be balanced across the board. Are you saying that Georgia has figured out that you can be a physical offensive team without having to spread it all out? and that defenses aren't prepared to stop that, what we've been saying we should go back to. And you know what that does in practice? It makes your defense more physical. It makes your yep. defense better tacklers. I watched the Georgia game, and that's what the announcer was talking about. So you hardly ever talk about Georgia missing tackles. Maybe it's because Georgia plays a more physical brand of practice. I'm not saying – I'm still my, – my, my vote is still out on just how good Georgia is. Uh, but uh, it was definitely interesting to see. I know Alabama folks want to talk about Alabama, but hey, baby, when when, when somebody out there is making a statement the way Alabama used to make the statement, you can't ignore it. Uh, and the question becomes, is there a gap between number one and number two? And then is there a gap between one, two, and the rest of the country? Or is it number one, Georgia, number two, and three, oh, Alabama, Ohio State, and then four, and five at Clemson in Michigan. We'll talk about it right here on the Martin Houston Show, but let's get to Pat. Pat, you're on the Martin Houston Show. With Martin and Xavier, what's on your mind, sir? Good, good morning, fellas. Let's start with the good. Tua, Tunga, Viola. Viola, hey, wow. Martin, I know you was having to work yesterday. I hope you got to at least film the fourth quarter and watch it. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. They, hey, they used a fullback, Martin Houston. They used a fullback. Hey, they, hey, and with these they used everything in that uh, hey, second half, Pat. <laughs> with, with, that, hey, with these light linebackers, I don't know that a fullback's not an extremely good idea because he yeah. went through that. He went through the line. He hit that linebacker, and boom, that boy was gone. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, for those who don't know, Tua Tungvaloa, um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Pat, I didn't. Get, I got to see the second half, 
And, oh, good. and I'm going to tell you good. my exact words. It's, oh, my God, I forgot how good Tua was and how pretty a pass he threw. He threw the ball probably five different angles. Uh, you know, quick release, timing, deep, slant. He hit everything. So it, it looks like um, he's got the right players around him. And it looks like the coach, they just finally opened it up and trusted him yesterday. Uh, and, and he rewarded them with six touchdowns, um, 469 yards, two, two wide receivers just under 200 yards, both with 11 catches in Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So uh, impressive. Uh, go ahead, Pat, so we can go ahead and get you through. Yeah, through, yeah through, I, I, I just want to – and the other thing is, is that, uh, hey, yeah, Bama looked great, uh, Georgia looked great, but Ole Miss looked game changer too. Ole Miss 42 to nothing in, in Atlanta. I don't know how good Georgia Tech is or bad, but uh, dark. Seems to be doing it, and he's got a he's got a really really good running back over there. Uh, you know the one that everybody in the whole cotton picking country wanted at uh Zach uh, or Zachary, whatever his name is, Zachary. Yeah, to Georgia, committed to Alabama, went to somewhere in Texas, is now back in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yep. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, it worries me. When Lane has those kind of weapons, that uh, and uh, it's hey, it's just getting to be too new, too much parody. I hate parody. I like being the only uh, king on top of the mountain, Martin. Yeah, I, I think there's parody on the West uh, a little bit, but I don't know if there's parody in the East. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. Pat, you got anything else? I got to get the break I, here. Yeah, I, I, Tennessee showing out, y'all. All right, have a great one. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Pat. Coming back on the other side, we got a couple more calls. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, We'll give our good, bad, and ugly if we get to it. If not, we'll continue the conversation. And this is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. And the phone lines are open. That's the Alabama One Hotline, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, a good Monday morning to you. No active wrecks. Everything looking pretty good on the roadways this morning. If you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to towns of Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Heat levels continue to rise this week. The sky's sunny today, the high 91. Clear tonight with the low at 67. Tomorrow and Wednesday, sizzling weather. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services 
services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back in with the Martin Houston show, and I just got I just got something quick to say. X this morning, uh, it's it's possible now. Uh, I, I still I think the Georgia offense, man. I'm telling you, I like I said, I've been impressed with their offense. And um, uh, Curtis Lewis said that he think they changed the offense because of Burton leaving, uh, but I'm not sure what all they changed and why. But the offense looks legit. Still not sure about the defense, but here's the thing about this defense, X. They actually might not give up a they, – they might be averaging four to six points a game um, by the time they play uh, coming out of their bye week. They have Kent State, who might score. Missouri, who might – not, not going to score, might score. Auburn, who might score. And Vanderbilt – Literally looking at their next four games, Vanderbilt has probably the greatest chance to test their offense, I mean their defense. So it's possible that Georgia could be 7-0 and uh, and have outscored their opponents like 400, <laughs> like 250 to, to like 30 combined. They might give up 30 points over the next – uh, four games. I mean, that, that's a legit possibility. I'm still not sure how much they've been tested offensively, uh, but they may not get tested for another seven weeks. So the gap literally could grow uh, between now and then in terms of perspective. So uh, going to be interesting. We'll talk more about that, but let's get uh, to our, our phone lines, Alabama One Hotline. We got Alan. Alan, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. Good Martin is everyone on Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Doing well, doing well. I, 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 I just have one question. Well, actually, two. Is Auburn that bad, or is <laughs> Penn State's offense rushing that good? <laughs> well, I think uh, Eggs, go ahead. I'll let you give your comment. <laughs> uh, watching that game, I think they're that bad. And, and I think they're that bad due to that neither one of their quarterbacks has been able to get into any type of rhythm. And so I think they need to go with one of the two or maybe move on to uh, Calzada, give him an opportunity. But th- this two-quarterback system isn't working for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I thought they should have gone with Robbie Ashford for the, from the jump because he might not be the passer that Finley is, but his legs give him an opportunity to make a difference in that way while he grows as a passer. 
And and I would say, what's the impact of their what was it, what was their, their the guy that retired? Uh, I think that he's they're still missing him. I don't know that that would completely change the offense, but um, they did lose a, a starting offensive lineman early, uh, right in the middle of their offensive line uh, because he said he just couldn't do it anymore. And uh, I I think their offensive really? line is really bad. I don't think they have any um, wide receivers um, that can get off the ball. That can, I mean, they just, they just don't have any wide receivers. Uh, they have a running back uh, that I would trade for in a heartbeat. Um, and that's about all they have offensively. Uh, and, uh, and then defensively, um, they, they came out hitting and playing pretty decent till, the, till momentum flipped. And then from there, it was downhill. So I think they're a bad team. And I think that, you know, they're, they're in that situation uh, like LSU was uh, with Coach O. Um, I, I could see them getting rid of him, you know, if they lose to Missouri this week. So uh, I could see that easily happening. Uh, but he has Missouri, and then and then he has LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss. So technically he could be at best uh, <laughs> three and – Three and four, probably at best. So, Alan, I think we've seen uh, the be- beginning of the end manifested for Coach Harson. Did you think he really knew what he was getting into when he got to the SEC? Did he really um, think he knew what he was getting into? I-, I think Harson's actually probably a pretty good coach. I just don't think that uh, he was ever supported, Alan, at, at Auburn. And uh, agreed. Um, I-, I just don't think that that he he he. I don't think. He- I don't know if any coach is going to be successful there uh, long term. Uh, they have the same problem Alabama had um, a few years before Saban came. Uh, same problem that Texas uh, has had. Um, you know, I, I think he's a good coach. So. Y'all have a good day. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. All right. Robert from Mobile, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Is Robert still there? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you. The uh, Brian, the Harskins uh, sweepstakes uh, for a hashtag is going to start trending pretty quick, too. Up there with uh, Brian, fellow Brian. So everything you said about Georgia's offense, how it managed to change from one year to the next, the same coordinator, kind of what we were kind of hoping with Bill O'Brien, but we're – Jury's way still out on that, whether or not we got we're getting that out of him. Uh, you guys <laughs> yes, said, the Alabama game, it was if you if you watch Funny Man on YouTube, you guys are watching we, his latest show, he pretty much summed up how even a lot of us feel about it. It was it was sixty three to seven, but I guess the interceptions made the domination not seem so dominant. <laughs> it yeah. was like a we dominated, but I don't feel like we dominated. <laughs> you know, like how, how Georgia dominated. You, they look, the team looks crushed after Georgia gets through with them. Uh, yeah, I, think, I think some of it comes down to, uh, you know, we were one for six on third down. And, and so how many drives, even though we, even though we dominated, um, it was a short field offensively. And at one point, uh, we had three consecutive defensive possessions on the field and no offensive possessions. 
and then we come out and go three and out uh, and, and an interception. And I mean, when it was 28 to nothing with nine minutes or what, six minutes or whatever to go in the first quarter, maybe nine minutes, I can remember in the first quarter, you're thinking, hey, we're going to get to see all of our backups play um, and play and get some meaningful snaps. That's another thing that Georgia has done uh, the last few weeks as well. When they bring their quarterback in, he throws the ball. He Beck, Carson Beck is playing Georgia's offense. I'm talking about they were playing play action, deep balls. They were throwing all – they did the same offense. We put our backup in, and he hands the ball off, uh, not getting him ready. I don't know if – did you see when um, – Bryce Young hurt his hand on his touchdown run, his wrist. No, I didn't see it. No, I Nobody didn't see it. He, he landed on it when he spun around. He landed on it. Go back and watch that touchdown. And then uh, one of the La Monroe players uh, jumps over and lands on it. And when he get, you can see him slide it up under his body. And then he gets up. And when he's running off the field, he's working his wrist. Probably doesn't mean anything, but – uh, because he came right back out. But he did hurt his wrist on that touchdown run. Um, it feels like we just don't seem to do that much. We didn't do it with Bryce either when Mac was playing, and we had a lot of that thing. We had a lot of time to get him in there. We didn't do it. I mean, so, so, he could throw so, the ball so think about that. How, why is it that Georgia comes back in with all these new players and they, they look like they got better so far? It's because he's getting them ready. I mean, that may be one thing that Kirby learned – from uh, Saban Robert that's going to make him a better coach down the stretch is that he learned get your backups ready. There's only been two guys that have been used in a ready-if-something-happens situation up under Saban, and that was Tua as a freshman behind Jalen, and then Jalen the next year when Tua won the job. Every other, every, every other backup for Alabama – at the quarterback position, normally just hands the ball off, ends the season. I think the only quarterback that has over 40 attempts in a season as a backup is Tua, Jalen, and A.J. did it, but he played a lot in the Auburn game his rest of freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's kind of bizarre we do things that way, but oh well. Yeah, uh, uh, Georgia's once again is the standard for you know the team you had the, the level you got to get to if you want to win a championship. And two years yep. in a row, it's been pretty early that, we, that we've gotten to this point. Last year we were talking about it around this time. Can we beat Georgia here this year too? Talking, can we beat Georgia if we were to win a dance championship? That's not. I mean, that's becoming a problem now. <laughs> hey, listen, I used to do a show called Houston and Huber many moons ago, and me and Baron Huber said, if I could pick any job and I had not coached or played or done at any job, what job would I take in the SEC? And I said, and we both said, Georgia. They have a extremely rich recruiting ground, uh, and they sit between Alabama, T- Tennessee, Florida, in uh, up to Carolina, so they can pull from all of the programs that we 
uh, compete against. And, and they're close enough that they could even pull from Louisiana. And they have a richer, much richer, much deeper recruiting base. And and it looks like Saban took what – I mean, uh, Kirby took what he learned from Saban and took it over there. So and – he's, and he's getting the recruits. I mean, I don't know if – you know, you ever heard of a state being a position producer? They have four tight ends in the state of Georgia. Uh, I mean, on that Georgia team. Uh, and, and it's like uh, the, the last two that have come have been from Georgia. The top guy this year is from Georgia. The guy we got uh, that's committed to our next class is from Georgia. So, uh, and they're figuring out how to use a tight end as more than just uh, a, a player running down the field, reverses and uh, screen. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Bowers doesn't have a wildcat formation somewhere this year. You got anything else, Robert, before we let you go? Yeah, Zach, this is a creativity we're hoping to see out of Bill O'Brien. Hey, uh, yeah. I used to warn people on, on Ryan uh, Fowler's show that, you know, all they talk about, well, we don't need to play all because there ain't that many good teams out there and they're, and they're, and they're just giving participation trophy. I got to tell them, hey, you guys, you remember your likeness is going to change that really quick. It's and teams the are going to buy players to this and transfer reporter and they're going to catch up. It's going to be really quick. So all this talk about they don't deserve it, they're not as good. Wait, wait a few more years, and we, with sheriff report name every like this, and these teams catch up. It started to happen even sooner than I thought. The Penn yeah. State's beating Auburn, and the Texas is challenging Alabama down the wire. It's going to get worse and worse. The SEC is not going to be the dominant team, the dominant conference, uh, running away like we used to be. Now we're going to have to wait some years between championships, to Alabama. <laughs> I mean, more than two. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> All right, guys. Start good talking with you. All right, thanks. All right. Hey, we got a uh, thanks, Robert. We got we have a new caller uh, calling in this morning. Uh, Jenny, you're in with the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9 on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind? Uh, hey, Martin. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a big fan of yours. Thanks I, for listening. Uh, I voted for you for mayor of Tuscaloosa. And Thank you. As a diehard Georgia fan, my whole life, that was, uh-huh. that was a big move. That was a big move for me. So that says a lot about you. <laughs> Thank. So Georgia's calling in today, y'all. Y'all ready for this? What's I did, y'all, hey, hey, y'all go easy on me, okay? Because I've lived in Tuscaloosa for 19 years, and I've been a Georgia fan all this time. I've taken all the grief for all the Georgia T-shirts and all the. I have a vanity license tag, the, the Georgia tag. So um, I've had I've had 18 rough years. So I'm gonna enjoy this this one year of living in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> and then hey, it may be another 40 before I get to have bragging rights again. That's sort of Georgia's pattern, right? That's right. About every 40 years or so. But I don't know if it'll be that long again. I'm hoping it will, but I don't know. Well, I hope not. You know, I was listening to y'all talk about about Georgia, and um, I've got to just say this about Stetson Bennett as a Georgia fan. Um, you know, Georgia fans have loved and, and hated him, and they've criticized Kirby for having him in over, you know, people like Justin Fields and stuff like that. So, but you know, you got to hand it to him, and, and I'm sure y'all would agree he's he's overcome some pretty unbelievable odds that nobody would have thought he could. And um, 
and I was listening to you talk about him the beginning of the show, and my thought was, he's not just the mailman anymore, he's the postmaster. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Go ahead, X. I'm going to let you respond to that one, Xavier. <laughs> no, Stetson Bennett has been extremely impressive to me. And if I look right now, currently, there's two guys in the front runners for the Heisman, and it would be Stetson Bennett and Caleb Williams out of USC. Bennett has been impressive since the national championship game, and I don't see it stopping. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll be honest. I've, we were all, like, pretty surprised when he decided to come back this year. And I'll be honest, I was talking with my brother, who's also a diehard Georgia fan, and I was like, man, I wish for his sake, you know, he would just go out on a high note. You know, you're the hero of the state of Georgia for the rest of your life. You know, you've lost 15 players to the draft. I mean, what are you going to come back and prove? And, man, he's he's shut me up pretty well. He's he's come out to try to prove a lot this year. So I've, I've been pretty impressed with him and really glad he decided to stay. <laughs> this, is, this is what I would say. His play thus far uh, has been totally impressive, uh, as impressive as any player in the country. And if you didn't have all of the bad reputation that – was deserved or undeserved in some cases, uh, he would clearly be the leading player for the Heisman if his name was anything other than Stetson Bennett. And he still may get there. Here, here's my only concern with Stetson. He tends to have a little bit of that chip on his shoulder, which I can think can translate to arrogance if he's not careful. But if he keeps that in check, um, uh, Georgia could be off to another special uh, year and, and, and uh, Kirby began to make his claim to having uh, toppled uh, Alabama as a top program. So um, he, he stuck with him uh, when he probably shouldn't have, uh, but now he seems to be being rewarded uh, by that. So I'm not going to say go D-A-G. Um, I, I, I do like I do to Auburn people that I have Auburn fans. I don't spell it out. I sort of do like, you know, like the Jewish people won't write out the name God, Yahweh. So I give you a little space in there. So good luck the rest of the year. Call back anytime, Jenny, but don't call back and, and, and put my team down. Oh, oh, I won't. Hey, y'all need y'all better y'all better go easy on us, uh, if we get to meet again. And yeah, then, well, well we we're gonna see if we can flip the script and maybe both of us come in undefeated and, and, and if we lose one, we lose it uh SEC championship game and then get y'all back in a national championship game. So, of course, I know all America is hoping that happens. <laughs> that great, hey, I, great. I, I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta last time it happened, and I uh, I haven't recovered quite yet from it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. hey, y'all, take care. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. All right, hey, coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation. Hey, uh, what's the name asking for? Ask a great, great question. Curtis Lewis, of course, he said, who's screening these calls? But, of course, that was an Auburn fan getting in there. He's asking, where's Leary? You know, we thought Christian Leary would be a guy that would uh, make some plays. Didn't see him. What was up with Prentice? Uh, seemed like he was his, – his PT was down a little bit. Uh, Virgil Williams uh, – um, Talking about uh, the Harson job, ah, interesting. He said they cut the legs out from under Harson last year. Absolutely. 
uh, and Auburn is a dumpster for our coaching job, who would they even get anyway? But either way, uh, we're talking about uh, Alabama La Monroe. We'll get back to that conversation. But the phone lines, Alabama One Hotline is always open and you're always uh, part of the conversation. Coming back on the other side, X, we'll start with the, the good, bad, and ugly. Uh, get you and Joe's thoughts right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show, Tide 100.9. Got Georgia fans calling in uh, this morning. Get ready, Bama Nation. You're no longer the lead dog, uh, at least for the moment. A lot of people out there jumping on that Georgia bandwagon, rightfully so or not rightfully so. Uh, Call up and defend your team today. Uh, Do you still have concerns about this Alabama team uh, after three games? I don't like the season. I like starting off with better teams. And I guess Texas, if you really take about it, was, is Texas legit? Struggled early, came back, took care of business. Huh? What, what, what are your thoughts on this Alabama team? You're always welcome to get the in on the conversation with that. Uh, X, um, instead of doing the good, bad, and ugly right now, we, we may not have enough time because we got a couple callers. But what was the best thing you saw about this Bama game and Bama win uh, Saturday? The special teams play was probably the best thing that I saw. And the defensive play, you know, 
Pete Golden has gotten a lot of hate over the years. But you look through three games, Bama's given up 26 points. The only touchdown they gave up Saturday was on a short field uh, in the special teams with uh, Will Reichert, what he did against Texas. Then you follow up this week, a block punt for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown by Brian Branch, and Kool-Aid's ability to give Alabama's offense short fields time and time again. Uh, Joe, what was the best thing you saw this weekend from Alabama? Mm, I think uh, Xavier took probably because that's what I kind of wrote about a- after the game. But it w- w- was the impressive special teams. Uh, the-, the best thing that I saw was uh, outside of that was probably you know a, a lot of it's-, it's probably the play of the defense just being dialed in and focused. You only gave up seven points. I know it's ULM, but. Uh, you, you you stay dialed in for another week. You've now put up three weeks of zero, nineteen, and seven. Uh, so so the defense looks dialed in to get started with the season. Yeah, uh, and, and and listen, I'm gonna tell you, and and I, I uh, two hundred sixty plus yards of special teams. That's the equivalent of twenty six first downs. Uh, that the that the punt team. Uh, I mean that that we got in special teams play. Um, but I, I was saying the whole time, I said, y'all, I, t- I told people watching the game with me, I said, if they put another punt returner in there, we're going to score a touchdown. Kool-Aid don't know how to run the ball. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I, I know it looked impressive. Um, I think other guys would have taken those to the house. He made several cuts, and I'm not dogging the kid. Um, Saban talked about the punt blocking um, and how good it was and that they have that three-man shield uh, which doesn't send guys down deep, um, which if you get the first couple guys blocked, then you're off to the races. And so I'm not knocking Kool-Aid in, I, in, in, I, uh, in terms of what he did, but I know uh, that, that, that other guys may have had more than one touchdown. Uh, and did you see <laughs> his reaction on TV? Everybody I saw him so after great. the fact. Huh? I saw you talking about how you just kind of sitting there smiling. He wasn't smiling the first time they showed him. I think he realized the camera was on him and he smiled that last time. Uh, but Kool-Aid missed uh, several cuts, guys, that would have been like like just off to the races. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not dogging him. He did a good job. But uh, uh, Saban reminding us that that was JoJo Earl's specialty. And, and, uh, and then when Branch got in there. And I think the other part, he was probably a little salty because – uh, Kool Aid actually ran out on the field, and they pulled him off and put Branch in, and then Branch took it to the house. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was probably several of those things. Uh, let's get to uh, our, our caller, Ty. I mean, Tony from uh, Birmingham. Uh, you're in with the Martin Houston show uh, with Martin hey. and Xavier now. I'm on hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, yeah, I have to, you know, X brought a good point. I, I've kind of been saying for years too. Um, I, I know when we get leads, there's you, you have to show a little bit of class, and, you know, you don't want to spur it up. But uh, we, we've got to let the second-string quarterbacks run the playbook. Um, you. you know, I don't I, I don't know what benefit it gets. Yeah, we're getting them on the field, but all they're doing is handing it off. And that obviously benefits the, the line and the running backs, but not the quarterback. Um, and that's exactly right. That The two guys that we've had ready are exactly who he said. Um, yeah. And, and, and it does. And, guys, um, and Martin, you – you took the words right. I've been saying, like I, I called in before and told y'all since about 2005 and six, when I remember when 
Hawaii took a team, I think it was to the Sugar Bowl to play Georgia, and they had uh, Brennan, Colt Brennan. I forgot the kid's name. Uh, he was a quarterback there. It was behind Timmy Chang. and Yeah, and, and they were lighting the scoreboard up, and I think they scored a walk in seven points on Georgia. Um, guys, I, I've been afraid of this for a while. I'm, look, I'm not saying we're there yet, but Alabama's becoming a finesse football team. And um, I, I don't want to see that. I think we still got the linemen and the running backs to, to do the, you know, to, to turn it around. But uh, the, the big difference between Georgia is I, they're more physical up front on offense, obviously, and I, they, 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 they use their tight ends and fullbacks um, to their advantage. And, and Martin, you said it. Teams yeah, are not. Let me ask you a question, long. Tony. Yeah. Why do we think we have dominant offensive linemen? Because of the ranking, right? Yes. Uh, why? Why are guys five stars today? Because they go to a camp and can pass block. Yeah, that's right. They, they, it, right. It, right. Yeah, I mean, literally, exactly right. the reason the reason you have five star offensive linemen is because they can go and they can block guys in shorts at camps. You're right. You you, you can't see and, downfield run blocking at camps. They're not going to do it. Right, and, and the reason these guys get these star ratings is because they go to these camps. And I'm not being ugly with that. I'm just saying that that's part of our challenge is we think we have all of these big dominant linemen, but the reality of it is a lot of them get those ratings that they have because, um, you know, um, the the the, uh, the type of uh, uh, camps they go to. Uh, closing thoughts, uh, Tony, I got a couple more I got to get to, but uh, anything okay. else you got? No, that's it, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. I no, I appreciate you, Tony. Good points uh, there. Uh, Todd, you're in with the Martin Houston Show and the Album One Hotline. Uh, Martin and Xavier are taking your call. Good morning, guys. Uh, I just want to make a, a, a couple comments. Um, you know, we see a few uh, uncharacteristic things of uh, quarterback play from him. Um, you know, I just wonder, you know, I don't know a whole lot about this NIL thing and um, – you know, you got a really young man, you know, on the greatest stage, stage to me in the world, and with that pressure, you know, at Alabama, and uh, you know, now you got all these commercials, Heisers. I mean, the good man is man, great for that young man to be able to obtain uh, these uh, the status and everything. But you know, are you are we starting to see a little bit of uh, you know affecting our, our mind? You know, I've always talked about getting our mind right. You know, and uh, you know, trying to do just maybe just a a little too much, you know, to try to get back up there and, and win that Heisman Trophy. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but um, everybody has, you know, an off day or an off throw or whatnot. But and my second comment and last comment is about Auburn. I don't care if Auburn is 0 and 10. They will play Alabama till the end of the wire. And it's, I say that every year. And there's and everybody tells me, oh, no, Auburn ain't this, Auburn ain't that. And next thing you know, we walk out of there barely winning. And um, <laughs> it's just something about them boys getting their mind right for that game right there, man. And yeah. uh, so, fortunately, it's like, not in Auburn this year, so <laughs> so that gives us a <laughs> that gives us a better chance to, to 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 show how much of a gap there is between Alabama uh, and Auburn since it's in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just Todd, wonder, you know, I just yeah, thank you. No, no, go ahead. Were you about to say something? Yeah, I, I just wonder if that NIL thing, you know, you, you, you now you're putting somebody on, you know, TV commercials and everything and, and the fame and the status. And, 
and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that that's a huge burden, you know, for somebody to bear, even though, you know, he's done a fabulous job over the years of coming out there and being cool, calm, and collective, going down the field in less than two minutes, you know, scoring, you know, and, and putting the team in a, a position to win the game. You know, and that, that is why he is the Heisman Trophy, uh, the reigning winner. And so he's proved that he is the man. Um, I just, you know, I just see, you know, a little bit of that fame and everything puts a little cheek in the armor. So that's just my opinion. All right. Th- thanks, Todd. X, I'll, I'll let you re- reply to that real quick, and then we'll get to George on, on Bryce. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be an effect. But also, I believe a lot of this stuff was probably done before the season as far as the recordings and stuff, and they'll release it throughout the course of the season and things like that. But, no, I mean, as far as Bryce, he had an off game, and he still had over 200 yards of offense and four total touchdowns. A couple bad throws that ended up in the defense's hands, but I won't worry too much about Bryce and his ability to handle the pressure. We saw what he did at the end of last year against Auburn. We saw what he did against Texas. I mean, you, you got to have a certain level of maturity and calmness to be smiling at the end of those type of games, leading your team down the field. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'll say this. If Bryce would just do what he did the first game, neither one of those interceptions happened. He, I, he, we, we were so excited because we thought he was going to use his legs. I think that's where he's failing his team right now, and it will cost us somewhere down the road if he doesn't pick it back up. When I say failing his team, he's not failing, okay? Uh, that, that, that interception, he could have just took off and ran uh, and, 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 and still be running probably. Uh, but he's just not using his legs. He, he's taking off late when he does and not uh, when it's open. So uh, let's bring in George. George, you're in with the Martin Houston show on top 100.9. You get to close things out for us this morning. What's on your mind? <laughs> Thank you, Martin. First off, you know, I have to with everybody else. George is number one right now, and that doesn't bother me at all. Um, we're going to improve at every game until we hit the crescendo and win it all. Um, when you, you know, George is playing great ball, and we'll see if they can keep it up. Um, but right now we're number two or three, and it's, really doesn't matter where you are at this point of the season just so we keep winning. What really impressed me about the game were our running backs, especially that freshman running back. Granted, you know, the competition wasn't the greatest in the world, but still they pressed the hole. Um, you know, they followed their blocks, and they showed a lot more um, energy while they were running, and that's what I was impressed with, um, with all of them from – you know, um, Gibbs to the freshman, and man, he really impressed me. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think he's going to be a special back, and I, I mean, he seems to be the most physical of the crew, uh, you know, and so maybe he works himself uh, if, 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 if they play him uh, past four games, he'll work himself into some possible niche play. Uh, it's just so much talent in front of him, but yeah, uh, definitely a special, special back. I agree with agree with what you said. Also, um, everybody is saying something about. It's interesting how we talk about Bowers being an unbelievable player, uh, George, mm-hmm. um, and we don't worry that he's the top weapon uh, at, at Georgia. 
and Gibbs right. has come to Alabama, and everybody is saying, oh, my God, Gibbs is a top weapon at Alabama. Oh, my God, that just means it is also horrible. No. Why would we not? We said he was going to be a weapon, and right now, if, if teams are if teams are playing too deep and keeping you from throwing it deep and pressing the running backs, and they're going to let Gibbs catch it and run it 55, 35, and 25, who cares? Uh, if they And then if they come off the cut – cover him, then maybe we get even more down the field. I, I can't wait to see what happens if we can get Harold and JoJo back uh, to see if it changes our offense, but I'm okay with Gibbs being the man if, if it's because of the way they're playing. I have to get out of here, George. You got anything in, in closing? Yeah, well, yeah, I think our receivers each week are going to get better. You know, yeah. I think they play better this week than last week, yeah. but I think that the familiarity between um, Bryce and them is going to get better, and they're going to show more confidence, so they're going to start playing faster. And um, thanks for taking my call, Martin, and roll tide, baby. Roll tide. And, hey, uh, X and, and Joe, we'll, we'll pick up this conversation. Thanks for all the callers, listeners, viewers, and chatters for being a part of the show. We appreciate you. We'll work you in. But Alabama is going to force teams to adjust to Gibbs in the passing game. And I think that helps our uh, running, I mean, our overall passing game. And we'll see if Harold and JoJo get back in this week. Thanks for being a part of the Martin Houston Show. Remember this, trust in the Lord. Always lean not you don't understand. All your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Road tide out there, everybody. We'll catch you on tomorrow. Listening to the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but we do have a disabled vehicle alerting southbound on the Hugh Thomas Bridge about halfway across in the right lane. So merge left and use caution. If you see other conditions, give me a call. And if you need a vehicle, you need to head to Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer and home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. For the Tuscaloosa Thread, I'm Mary Kay, and globally millions are expected to view the coverage as Britain bids farewell to Queen Elizabeth II. Services will be attended by world leaders, including President Joe Biden and the First Lady. And an $85 million bond passed by Alabama voters in May going towards improvements for Alabama state parks is now in the design phase and impacting some west and central Alabama state parks like Lake Luralene State Park in Tuscaloosa County. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823.
or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, LLC. Hello, this is Martin Houston with Awakening. The team and I would like to invite you to this monthly community-wide praise and worship service featuring intimate worship and powerful preaching of God's Word. Please join us at the link that's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 p.m. Please pray for us and join us if you can.